0: Namo Bhagavate Vāsudevāya Narāyañam Namaskritya, Skṛtya Naraṃ caiva Narottama Devīṃ Saraswatiṃ Vyāsaṃ Tato Jaya Mudīrayet Na shtapraya Nityam Bhagavata sevaya Bhagavati uttama shloke Bhaktir bhavati na Reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 6, Chapter 1. Chapter 1 is entitled, The History of the Life of Ajamila, text 28. Saha Pasha Hastan Trin Drishtva, Sapasha Hastam Trin Drishtva, Sapasha Hastam hastam, Trin Drishtva, Purushan, Purushan Ati, ati Dharunan Purushanati Dharunan Purushanati Dharunan vakra, vakra Tundan Urdhva Romna Vakra Tundan Urdhva Romna Vakra Romna Atmanam atmanam netum netum agatan Atmanam netum agatan Atmanam netum netum agatan Sapasha has tam stream rushtva Bhakratundan urdhvaromna Atmanam netumagatan. The 29th verse is together with this 28th verse, so I shall recite by myself kindly here. Dure kridanaka saktam putram narayan Flavitena swareno chair ajuhava kulendriyai ajuva ajuhava kulendriyaha. Word for meaning Saha, Saha. That, person. that person Ajamila, Ajamila. Pasha Hastan pa having ropes in their hands. hands. Three. Ghrishtva, seeing, purushan, persons, atidharunan, very fearful in their features, vakratundan, with twisted faces, urdharom naha, with hair standing on the body, atmanam, the self, netum, To take away, away. Agatan Agatan arrived. Arrived. Translation and purport by his divine grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. Prabhupada. Translation of the two verses, 28 and 29. Ajamila then saw three awkward persons with deformed bodily features, fierce, twisted faces and hair, standing erect on their bodies. With ropes in their hands, they had come to take him away to the abode of Yamaraj. When he saw them, he was extremely bewildered. And because of attachment to his child, who was playing a short distance away, Ajamila began to call him loudly by his name. Thus, with tears in his eyes, he some or other chanted the holy name of Narayana. purport by Srila Prabhupada a person who performs sinful activities performs them with his body, mind and words therefore three order carriers from Yamaraj came to take Ajamila to Yamaraj's abode fortunately even though he was referring to his son Ajamila chanted the four syllables of the Hari Nama, Narayana. And therefore, the order carriers of Narayana, the Vishnudutas, also immediately arrived there. Because Ajamila was extremely afraid of the ropes of Yamaraj, he chanted the Lord's name with tearful eyes. Actually, however, he never meant to chant the holy name of Narayana, he meant to call his son. Thus ends the Bhakti purport. Shukadeva Goswami is describing the story of Ajamila to Parikshit Maharaj. Ajamila had become sinful and because of these uh, sinful activities he had continuously performed towards the end of his life. Yamadutas arrived at the time of his death and these Yamadutas are being described here. Deformed bodily features, fierce-looking persons, twisted faces, hair standing erect on their bodies, very, very uh, fearful to look at, three of them, and they had come with ropes in their hands, they had come to take Ajamila away to the abode of Yamaraj for punishment for these sinful activities he had performed. When Ajamila saw them, he was extremely bewildered. He was terrified. And because of attachment to his child, who was playing a short distance away, Ajamila began to call him loudly by his name. Thus, with tears in his eyes, he some or other chanted the holy name of Narayana. Let us try to understand what is the sense in which Shukade Goswami is telling he somehow or other chanted the holy name of Narayana. This is elaborately discussed in the Chaitanya Charita Amruta. Some or other chant the holy name of the Lord. When we are told, you should chant very reverentially, you should chant attentively, you should avoid offences, you should be carefully chanting, respectfully chanting, attentively chanting. Why is it that we are advised, instructed, so much is told about you know, properly chanting Hare Krishna, 16 rounds, count properly, be attentive, when here it is said, Jamila, some or other, chanted the holy name of Narayana. So, that's explained here in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, particularly, and even in the purports to this whole Ajamila uh, Upakhyana, the narration of this uh, incident concerning Ajamila. Uh, it is spread over three chapters. So, we should carefully study these. Uh, three chapters in the sixth canto, the first three chapters, because this is our central and most important practice, chanting and hearing the holy name, the Hare Krishna mantra. First of all, to understand this, some or other chanted the holy name of Narayana, Śrīla Prabhupāda explains that the goal of this Hare Krishna movement is that we should transfer ourselves to Krishna's kingdom at the end of this life. What does Srila Prabhupada say about it? He says, in the purport to one Bhagavad Gita verse 8.18, where Krishna tells, when Brahma's days manifest, this multitude of living entities comes into being and at the arrival of Brahma's night, they are all annihilated. So, Srila Prabhupada says, in the purport, less intelligent jivas try to remain within this material world and are accordingly elevated and degraded in various planetary systems. During the daytime of Brahma, they exhibit their activities and at the coming of Brahma's night, they are all annihilated. In the day, they receive various bodies for material activities and at night, these bodies perish. Simply, they are busy doing so many things during the day of Brahma. and night of Brahma, they are all annihilated and what happens? They remain compact in the body of Vishnu. Again and again, the day arrives, they become active at night They are simply uh, dormant, without any activity. They are simply lying in the body of Garbhodakshayi Vishnu, night of Brahma. When Brahma's life is finally finished, they are all annihilated and remain unmanifest for millions and millions of years. Brahma's day and night, they are active, inactive. But Brahma's life is finally finished. Mahapralaya. At that time, they are all annihilated and remain unmanifest, simply remain unmanifest. Where? In the Brahma Jyoti. Of course, as soon as annihilation, final annihilation takes place, they enter the body of Mahavishnu. But Mahavishnu disappears after his work of creation, maintenance, destruction is over. He goes to the spiritual world. What remains? Brahma Jyoti. In the Brahma Jyoti, in one corner of the Brahma Jyoti, it's like a cloud in the sky, spiritual sky. There, there are these living entities who are unmanifest, Millions, billions, trillions of them, who are conditioned souls. And the material energy in its dormant state is also there. Finally, when Brahma is born again in another millennium, they are again manifest. Again they get bodies. Again they take birth. Again they become active. And again they go through day and night of Brahma, manifest, unmanifest, active, inactive. This can go on perpetually. However, those intelligent beings who take to Krishna consciousness and chant Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Rama Hare Hare in devotional service transfer themselves even in this life to the spiritual planet of Krishna and become eternally blissful there not being subject to such rebirths. So Srila Prabhupada is clearly telling even in this life get transferred to the spiritual planet of Krishna. So, Prabhupada's program is not that it doesn't matter if not this life, next life. If not next life, after a hundred lives, one million births will go back to Godhead. No. Prabhupada's program is end of this life. He doesn't say end of this life. He says even in this life, transfer yourself to the spiritual planet of Krishna by taking to Krishna consciousness and chanting Hare Krishna in devotional service. So, even though it is said here, some or other chant the holy name, Prabhupada's program is not some or other chant the holy name. Prabhupada's program is to chant the holy name in devotional service by taking to Krishna consciousness. Another place, Srila Prabhupada says, the purpose of the Krishna consciousness movement is to teach the people in general how to enter the kingdom of God in the next life through the chanting of the names of God. He is talking of next life. It's not 100 lives later, sometime in the future. No, Srila Prabhupada is specifically telling next life. So what does he say? The purpose of our Krishna consciousness movement is to propagate this advanced scientific idea to people in general and the process is very simple. Simply by chanting the holy names of God, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. One cleanses the dirt from his heart and gains understanding that he is part and parcel of the Supreme Lord and that it is his duty to serve him. This process is very pleasant. We chant the Hare Krishna mantra, we dance rhythmically, and we eat nice prasad. While enjoying this life, Through these three activities, we are preparing to enter into the kingdom of God in our next life. This is not a fabrication, it is factual. It is not a fabrication, it is factual. We are preparing, even while enjoying this life through chanting, dancing and taking nice prasadam. We are preparing to enter into the kingdom of God in our next life. no more next life in this material world no more next life remaining unmanifest no entering the kingdom of God factually then in another place Srila Prabhupada says while describing the incident where one dog was following the Sena who was traveling with devotees from Bengal to Jagannath Puri. This dog uh, finally uh, reached Puri and went to the place where Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was sitting and uh, the dog when he went near Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Chaitanya Mahaprabhu began to throw some pulp from some green coconut and uh, while he was throwing this coconut pulp to the dog he uh, was saying to the dog chant the holy names of Rama, Krishna and Hari Chaitanya is was telling the dog seeing the dog eating the green coconut pulp and chanting Krishna Krishna again and again all the devotees present were very much surprised so the dog was chanting in its own way being induced by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu while eating the coconut pulp. And the next day no one saw this dog because it had obtained its spiritual body and departed for Vaikuntha, the spiritual kingdom. So Srila Prabhupada says this is the result of Sadhu Sangha Consequent association with Chaitanya, with Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and promotion back home back to Godhead. This result is possible even for a dog by the mercy of the Vaishnava. Therefore, everyone in the human form of life should be induced to associate with devotees. Everyone in the human form of life should be induced to associate with devotees. By rendering a little service, even by eating prasadam, not to speak of chanting and dancing, everyone could be promoted to Vaikunthaloka. Simply by eating prasadam, everyone could be promoted to Vaikunthaloka. It is therefore requested that all our devotees in the Iskan community become pure Vaishnavas. Srila Prabhupada is not telling all our devotees in the ISKCON community some or other chant Hare Krishna. No. All our devotees in the ISKCON community become pure Vaishnavas. Why? So that by their mercy all the people of the world will be transferred to Vaikuntha Loka even without their knowledge. Everyone should be given a chance to take prasada and thus be induced to chant the holy name Hare Krishna and also dance in ecstasy. By these three processes, although performed without knowledge or education, even an animal went back to Godhead. So, Srila Prabhupada's program is, not that we somehow or other chant Hare Krishna, but we chant in such a way that uh, we become pure Vaishnavas. Now, <clears throat> even though chanting the holy name is always effective, however done, even chanted improperly, even chanted negligently, even chanted unconsciously, even chanted while joking, even chanted while scolding, while cursing, the holy name is always effective. holy name is very, very, very powerful. Still, why should we chant properly? Why should we chant without offenses? That we have to carefully understand. (coughs) There is one description here in that... uh, Discussion in the Chaitanya Charitamrita between uh, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Haridas Thakur. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is expressing his anxiety how can fallen conditioned souls in this Kali Yuga be delivered because they are so much addicted to sinful activities? Where is the uh, possibility that all of them can be delivered? That is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's concern. So, Srila uh, Haridas Thakur is uh, explaining the glories of the holy name as desired by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu because Haridas Thakur is the Namacharya, the authority on the chanting of the holy name. So, from the lips of Haridas Thakur, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu explains to us the glories of chanting the holy name. So, Haridas Thakur is telling the letters of the holy name have so much spiritual potency that they act. Even when uttered improperly. So, what does this mean? So, Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Sarvithakur explains, as quoted by Srila Prabhupada in the purport to this particular verse in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. he says that negligent utterance for the sense gratification of materialistic persons is not a vibration of transcendental sound. So, the utterance of the Holy Name, some or other, is not a transcendental sound if uttered by materialistic persons for sense gratification. Why is this said? Because Srila uh, Haridas Thakur is telling that the names, letters of the name have so much spiritual potency that they act even when uttered improperly. For this, Srila Sanatan Goswami says in Hari Bhakti Vilas, if somebody says Halam riktam," two words, Halam riktam." This halam, Riktam are two words which are not the holy name of the Supreme Lord. But they contain the holy name Hari, the first letter of halam and the first letter of the second word Riktam. Even though chanted separately, Hari, the two letters, still they are effective and as having and are counted as having chanted the holy name of Supreme Lord Hari. And they will act regardless of uh, the way they are chanted. Separate letters, her and Rui. Uh, Somebody uh, says, Raja Mahishi. Two words. But if they tell Raja Mahishi they are not chanting the word Rama, they are chanting two words, Raja Mahishi, where the first letter Ra of Raja and second, uh, the first letter of the second word Mahishi, Ma, together Rama, it is considered that they have chanted, the person who has said Raja Mahishi has chanted the holy name of Lord Rama. Because he has chanted two syllables separated by something. Still, it is considered that he has chanted the holy name and he gets the benefit of chanting Rama. Rama's name, the holy name of the Supreme Lord Rama. So, uh, what could be the objection to our chanting some or the other, the Hare Krishna Mantra? With some difficulty, with so many attachments, with so many uh, obstacles, practically speaking. What is the objection? What could be the objection? So that is explained in this particular uh, uh, description. That negligent utterance for the sense gratification of material, materialistic persons is not a vibration of the transcendental sound. Utterance of the holy name while one engages in sense gratification is an impediment on the path toward achieving ecstatic love for Krishna. On the other hand, if one who is eager for devotional service utters the holy name even partially or improperly, the holy name who is identical with the Supreme Personality of Godhead exhibits its spiritual potency because of that person's offenseless utterance. So, Holy Name works for a person who is eager for devotional service and therefore he chants the Holy Name uh, offenselessly, even though he may sometimes chant improperly or he may chant uh, partially. Even he chants partially the holy name. He doesn't even say fully Hari. He says Ha. Still, it is going to be effective. The holy name is effective for such a person. Then, uh, in the Padma Purana it is said... Śrīla Prabhupāda is quoting this Padma Purāna from the description of uh, Śrīla Sanatan Goswāmī in Hari Bhakti Vilās about the glories of the Holy Name. In the Padma Purāna it is said, If a devotee once utters the Holy Name of the Lord or if it penetrates his mind or enters his ear, which is channel of oral reception, that Holy Name will certainly deliver him from material bondage Whether vibrated properly or improperly, with correct or incorrect grammar, properly joined or vibrated in separate parts. Now we generally take note of this portion. Uh, The holy name will deliver one from material bondage whether vibrated properly or improperly, correct or incorrect grammar, properly joined or vibrated separately. But we don't take note of the first part. What is that? What did I read in the beginning of this? If one utters the holy name of the Lord. He doesn't say one utters the holy name. If a devotee utters the holy name of the Lord. The key word is devotee. Sanatana Padma Purana is talking about Devotee uttering the holy name of the Lord. He is not talking of someone uttering the holy name. Why? Why he is telling, why the Padma Purana is telling, devotee utters the holy name of the Lord. Anyhow, it is going to certainly act because it further says, this Padma Purana quotation, the potency of the holy name is therefore certainly great. However, if one uses the vibration of the holy name for the benefit of the material body, for material wealth and followers or under the influence of greed or atheism, hear carefully, if one uses the vibration of the holy name for the benefit of the material body or If one uses the vibration of the holy name for material wealth and followers or if one uses the vibration of the holy name under the influence of greed or atheism that means the person is uttering the holy name with offences. Under all these conditions it is considered that the person is uttering the holy name with offenses. Such chanting will not produce the desired result very soon. Means offensive chanting will not produce the desired result very soon. Therefore, one should diligently avoid offenses in chanting the holy name of the Lord. Why are we told to chant offenselessly? Why should we avoid offences? Because even though offensive chanting is going to have the result of having chanted somehow, it is not going to produce the desired result very soon. So it is explained by Srila Prabhupada further, The holy name has so much spiritual potency that it can deliver one from all sinful reactions and material entanglements. But utterance of the holy name will not be very soon fruitful if done to facilitate sinning. So the difference is, if somebody chants the holy name offensively, the effect of chanting will be delayed, and if one chants the holy name offenselessly, the effect is immediate, the result is uh, obtained immediately. And what is our program? To go back to Godhead at the end of this life. Also, this Krishna Consciousness movement is meant for all of us to chant in devotional service, in Krishna Consciousness. Also Prabhupada says, we should become pure Vaishnavas to deliver the whole world, even unknowingly, without any education, people, some or other, by the association of pure Vaishnavas in the Krishna consciousness movement, they some or other, they chant, they dance, they take some prasadam, by the effect of sadhu sangha. They are all delivered, they all certainly go back to Loka. This is the program of Srila Prabhupada. So how can people all the people, not some people, all the people, some or other chant Hare Krishna. That is the program. Not that we devotees, some or other chant Hare Krishna. That is not Krishna consciousness movement. That's not Prabhupada's movement. Prabhupada's movement is, the devotees who have dedicated their life for this mission, this movement, they should chant the Hare Krishna mantra, to become pure Vaishnavas. So, while we read the glories of the holy name in the scriptures, especially in this section of the Bhagavatam and the Chaitanya Charitamrita, we should not keep on misreading or wrongly apply. It says here: some order chant, you'll be delivered. Yes, you'll be delivered. Some or other you chant. But how much time it's going to take? You see, Ajamila, he chanted some or other. He was very much engaged in sinful activities. But by the grace of the Supreme Lord, he somehow named his son Narayana. Make... Take note of every single thing that happened in Ajamila's life. Carefully observe how everything is arranged by the Lord for his deliverance. This we should take note. Why? Because of his previous devotional service. Before he became sinful, he was very nicely engaged in devotional service. He was a strict brahmana, he was very properly, nicely worshipping the Narayan Shila, worshipping Narayana properly. Therefore, the Lord, uh, Lord's grace that He named His youngest son Narayana, and it is particularly mentioned that He was attached to His youngest son. Not to any of his other sons. He had 10 sons through the prostitute. That's also described by Shukadeva Swami. Particularly he mentions he had 10 sons. He was not attached to any other son. He was attached only to his youngest son, whose name was Narayana. And out of attachment for that child, he was constantly calling that child, what was he calling? Narayana. He didn't shorten the name, long name Narayana. Generally, people may... Shorten in Karnataka, at least I have heard many times. Nani. <laughs> so all this shortening he didn't do. Neither he kept another nickname. We have this practice, no? Very nice name, actual name will be given to the child at the name of time of namakaran or whatever while uh, registering the name in the school. Uh, Very nice name. But while calling at home, the parents will not call by that name. They'll call by some other name. Tillu, Chillu, Pillu. (laughs) I had a friend, I clearly remember now, in this context, whose name his parents had given, Raina. Very nice name. But while calling him, his mother used to call him Tillu. Even I used to call him Tillu. So I did not get the benefit of calling him by his proper name and thereby chanting Hare Krishna, the holy name Lord. All of us used to call him Tillu only. My friends, other classmates, he was in my class. You see how? Why I am telling this is, Ajamila did not call his son by any other name, nickname, shortened form of the holy name. No. That's why it is said he uttered the four syllables Na Ra yana, full name, the proper name of the supreme Lord, and also he chanted helplessly at the time of death. How was he helpless? Because the Yamadutas arrived to take him to Yamaraj, he having been so sinful uh, till the end of life. He was so sinful after he started sinning uh, in association with the prostitute. Then he completely uh, became uh, uh, engaged sinfully. But the Lord in order to deliver him Very mercifully, the Lord actually uh, gave him the intelligence to name his son as Narayana and call his son by that name and also chant that name while calling his son at the time of death. And then, this is not the end of the story, there is so much more. You know, already you know, that after the Vishnu Lutas rescued Ajamila, Ajamila could have thought, oh, now I am free. I can again nicely uh, settle down with my family. He could have done so many things, but he realized, oh, I have been so very sinful. I have been given a second chance by the mercy of the Supreme Lord. So, uh, now I should very seriously engage in pure devotional service. And thus, he left that place immediately, went to Haridwar, the holy place which is conducive for doing pure devotional service, and exclusively engaged in pure devotional service. And went back to Godhead. So, uh, going back to Godhead is definitely possible. If one uh, chants the holy name, if one chants the holy name, but this chanting, even if done somehow or the other, even if improperly or properly vibrated, whatever, It has to be offenseless for it to be immediately effective. So therefore, because our program is to go back to God at the end of this life, or as Prabhupada says, even in this life, if some or other we become engaged in devotional service through our body, mind and words, Continuously being engaged in this way, Sri Rupa Goswami says, one is liberated even before death comes. In all conditions, if one is engaged in devotional service with this body-minded words, in all conditions, Nikhilaswapi avasthasu, jivan mukta such a person is already liberated already attained the kingdom of God why? because there is no difference between attaining the kingdom of God and being engaged in pure devotional service there is no difference it is the same identical both are absolute therefore Srila Prabhupada says 2.72 Bhagavad Gita purport to engage to be engaged constantly in pure devotional service is to have attained the kingdom of God so our business is to chant constantly the holy name of the Supreme Lord or be somehow or other engaged in devotional service, varieties of devotional engagements, always, 24 hours a day. This should be our uh, endeavor as uh, dedicated devotees in this movement of uh, uh, Srila Prabhupada. I'll stop here. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai, Shra, Prabhupada ki jai.